Welcome to Inside the Mind, a podcast hosted by myself, Jennifer Forster, and my beautiful co-host, Ali May. We're excited to be here, diving into edgy, raw, and relatable conversations woven together with mind-blowing questions that will shake up your model of the world, expand your thinking, unravel your beliefs, tease apart your patterns, and walk you to the very edges of everything you've ever believed about yourself. As NLP trainers, coaches, entrepreneurs, we'll be traversing the topics of business, relationships, money, family, spirituality, leadership, and personal growth, all through the discerning lens of NLP, ancient teachings, and a healthy sprinkling of womanly wisdom. One thing we believe to be true is that if we want a different outcome, we must be willing to ask a different question. And the answers to those questions are always inside the mind. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Mind, the podcast with Jen Forster, that's me, and my beautiful co-host, Ali May. Today's episode brings in a beautiful part of the Ali and Jen family, someone I've never met, but I already, I love him. I just love him (laughs) because he's just this wise soul. Quite often, he comes into our conversations, doesn't he, in the most beautiful way, Today, we want to talk about illusion because everything is an illusion. What, Jen? Are you crazy, Jen? What do you mean everything's an illusion? I can see that chair. I can see that water bottle. I can touch it. It's real. I get that. And everything is an illusion. Ali is going to share something with us very, very cool today that I've heard before. And I insisted that we do an episode on this topic because when we can really take on that everything is an illusion, well... There's a lot of breathing space in that, Ali. Before I dive in, I love this story. My dad is just, he's been one of my greatest teachers and I'm going to tell him that we're doing this episode and um, send him the link so he can have a listen too. I just want to preface this and I guess I'm coming around in a circle here. I just want to make sure I remember it and I can touch back on it again if it wants to come through. The learning here is that if everything is an illusion, if we are creating our own illusion, then why don't we create something we truly desire? I will circle back. (laughs) Well, if we're starting there, (laughs) this is like one of those cool Netflix episodes, you know, where the opening scene is at the end and you go, what? (laughs) What was that? And then suddenly you're transported back to how it all began. I love this is our Netflix inspired episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So one day, a long time ago, no, it wasn't that long ago, a few years back, I was at my youngest brother's birthday and we were at my one of my other brother's houses and I was sitting there having a conversation with my dad and he said, babe, I've got something I want to share with you. And I'm like, okay. And he said, you know, you always share that you've overcome something, but you're still talking about it. So have you actually overcome it? Instantly, I went into fuck you. Body <laughs> went into like, okay. I was just like, ooh. And one thing that I had known to be true at that point in my life and still know to be true is the beauty in being triggered, could say it in another way of being activated. So my body was triggered slash activated. I went into, you don't know what you're talking about, fuck you, in a split second. And then I knew my greatest learnings come from my triggers, from being activated. And I leant in on it. And my dad proceeded. And he said, everything is an illusion anyway, babe. And that created some magic in my life. It got me thinking about in every single moment, I am making something up. 
I am making a story up about someone or something or about myself in every single moment. I can make a story up about someone and make it a not very nice story. I can be judgy in that story. I can think that somebody should be doing something different. I can question someone's model of the world. And while I'm doing that, I'm creating a story around that. Now, why do I create that story? Why is it that story and not a different story? So with that, it got me really deep diving into this to go, well, if everything is my story, aka illusion, then who's in control of changing that story? I am. I can do Jen's doing like with her hands up with her head. Exploding mind emoji. One of my favorites. With that, it started to become a little bit of a game with me where from that moment forward, if I found myself getting into a space of too serious, judgy, too emotional, I don't think it's ever too emotional. If I was judgy, if I was emotional, if I was stuck in story, when I caught it, I would be like, huh, this is a funny illusion you've got going on, Ali. And it gave me the opportunity to shift and change how I was thinking or how I was feeling. Mm. That is something that has stayed with me. This would have probably been about, I reckon, maybe five years ago. Yeah. And one of the cool things inside of what you've just shared is if everything is an illusion created from a story, a good example of this, I think it's a good example. Let's just say you work with someone and you work with that someone and to you, you find them to be abrupt, to the point, a little bit hostile, a little bit aggressive, hard in their delivery. It's someone in your workspace that you just don't kind of vibe with because of the way they're being. You now make up a story and you tell everyone around you, oh, yeah, that person, yeah, they're really, yeah. Let's say a new person comes in to work in the office. Now, this person hasn't even gotten to meet this other person yet and you've already decided to tell the story of this person, oh, yeah, they're really abrupt, really to the point, really aggressive. You might find they're a little bit hard, you know, but don't worry about that. You'll be okay. Now, that's just happened here in the work environment. Now, if you go into that person who's being talked about as the, you know, hostile aggressive one, go into their home life. Now, what's the story that potentially their partner is telling about them, right? Now, the partner might be saying something like, oh, man, you know, my partner, most loving, kind, generous, considerate person, I've, you know, oh, he just loves me or she loves me and blah, blah, blah. Again, another story, still about the same central character, right? Like we've got our central character, another story. Now go to his sporting club or her sporting club, right? Another story and another story. I could play this out, this example out for you till the cows come home. Every one of those is a story. Which one's true? Oh. (laughs) Just a pause. I've heard the silence. (laughs) Which one is true? All of them? None of them. Depends what lens you're looking through, right? Mm. Depends which illusion you are wanting to believe and exist in. Yeah, and this can transfer out not just to relationship. It can transfer all. It could transfer out to money. Yeah. And you might have an illusion that there's never enough. What if you shift that? What if there is always enough? There's always the opposite side of something. Mm. And we can sometimes and often get stuck in the illusion of what we do not want or how we think somebody is not in the way that we would like them to be. Oh, (laughs) this is so good. This is so good. If you've listened to previous episodes, we shared that this podcast is like a story and you are going to see different parts of you 
in different ways in different episodes. And what is the central theme here? You, me, Ali, inside our own minds, because that's where all of this is created. Everything that we have and don't have, everything that we experience and don't experience, everything that we perceive and don't perceive, it's all created inside the mind. Ergo, it's all an illusion. It's all an illusion. It's your illusion, my illusion, Ali's illusion. It's all an illusion. So how do you want it to be instead? What do I choose instead? Oh, I love that question. Me too. One of my favoriteest questions ever. And that's, you know, when we become conscious of our thoughts, when we become conscious of the things that come out of our mouth, then we can ask ourselves that question. We have to have the conscious awareness of something happening within our being before we can actually see what's going on. So if you do find yourself in lack, talking about someone in, you know, a way that's not so nice, not enjoying your experiences, then that illusion that you've created, you can, once you catch yourself in that, just ask mm-hmm. yourself, you know, what do I choose instead? And I just love to have a little giggle with myself. Go, that's a funny illusion, Ali. Mm-hmm. You know, what would you like instead? Life doesn't have to be so serious. Mm-hmm. We don't have to make everything be so uh, we do naturally. And not everything has to have such big meaning in a really, oh my God, this is full on way. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we create that illusion? You know, what if there's rose colored illusion? What if there is? I've got a really great story that's just dropped in that I'd love to share that yeah. really illustrates great. this. Back in 2016, I spent a period of time working in Saudi Arabia in a women's uh, vocational college. Now, many of the teachers were all women and we were from all parts of the world. We operated very much as a collective. Here, if I wanted to go to the shops, I'd just go to the shops on my own. There, we would have to have a driver. We would have to shop together, go to, to work together. We lived in the same apartment. My point here is just to create the context that As teachers, we were up inside each other's faces all day long. Now, there was a particular teacher there, Iraqi-American. She lived in America. She was from Iraq. Extraordinary woman. However, the illusion that I created about this woman for a period of time while I was there was that she was rude, hostile, and abrupt and mean to all of the drivers. Now, I had that as my truth. Did I find evidence? Stacks, stacks and stacks and stacks. For a few days, I actually even tried to enroll some of the other teachers into my illusion. Have you noticed that this woman is like this? Have you noticed that And no one else was going, oh, not really, Jen, not really. And I'm like, "Mm, mm, no one's getting in on this with me. What the heck? I went home one night and I was so riled up about this particular teacher. And I asked myself, what is going on here? Why is it no one else can see this woman the way I see her? She's so like this. And I thought, okay, I can either continue on this and have the most awful experience for the next however long I'm here in Saudi. I can't get away from this woman. Or I could start to think about what else is there about this woman that I could focus on. So I sat there for a little minute in my room and I thought, hmm, what is it about this woman? What's something that's okay about this woman? I went, huh, she's got a really dry sense of humor, really dry sense of humor. So I made the decision that I was going to create a new illusion, new story about this woman. So for the next three or four days, every time she spoke, in my mind, I said, oh, that's just this lady being funny. Every time she spoke, didn't matter what it was. Oh, that's just so-and-so being funny. That's just so-and-so being funny. And here's what I can tell you. My illusion changed. Over the course of the next week, I began to not see this woman as hostile, rude, and aggressive. I actually began to see her as this gentle, kind, funny woman. 
Now, what changed? Did she change? No. What changed? The illusion that I had created inside my mind about this woman. And here's the kicker to this story. When I left Saudi, the very last woman that I looked in the eye and hugged and told, I love you and I'm so grateful for the experience that I had here because of you, was this particular woman. Now, I would not have had access to that had I decided to stay in the illusion of this woman is only this. Because that's the thing. Nobody is ever, only ever one thing. They are what we believe them to be. If you want them to be different, it starts inside the mind. That's the whole point of the podcast, of course. However, it's completely possible for you to create a new illusion, a new story around whatever it is that you are or are not experiencing. And this is where, we've touched on this quite a few times, where our 134 bits of information per second come in. Our 134 bits of information per second can change on the daily. The information that we take in out of 2 million, 7 million, 11 million bits of information. 14 million. (laughs) That's not a thing, by the way, everybody. I just wanted to throw that in to just build some rapport with the exaggerators that are out there. Yeah. (laughs) So funny. To preface that on a previous episode, Jen added in 14 million bits and I afterwards I was like, where did you get 14 million bits from? You know, know, it's good to embellish, you know, the the people that like to exaggerate. You know, I've just built rapport with all of the beautiful people that love to exaggerate. We're going to talk about rapport. I'm not even sure if we have or we haven't. We'll dive into that on another episode. I don't think we have. And and I've totally lost my train of thought now. I was talking about, I've just completed my story about. Oh, 134 bits. 134 bits. Perfect. So our 134 bits of information per second that we take in out of that, let's say the 2 million bits, the millions of bits. When we look at something different, our 134 bits change. Mm-hmm. And often, and I'd like to just use this example here mm-hmm. from what Jen just shared, often in relationship, we can have a viewpoint, a locked-in viewpoint, and our 134 bits can be so rigid on how we see someone. If we choose to do what Jen did and we change what we see, often we will go, oh, my God, that person's changed so much. They haven't changed at all. They're exactly the same. This is how do we change our world? By changing the lens through which we view our world. And we talked about this. We talked about the communication model of NLP earlier on in our episodes. Might have even been our first or second episode. It was the first. It's either in the first, second or third episode. So if you're new to the podcast and you haven't listened to the first, second or third episodes, I really would encourage you to go back and have a listen to those. We talk about some very key themes, yes, key themes in NLP and very key themes that if they were the only thing that you adopt would change your life significantly. 100%. And we also have an upcoming two-day event Mm. that we're running. Like it's an intro to NLP. It won't be called that. It's an intro to NLP. Mm. And the communication model that goes into this 134 bits, it talks about the way we perceive things. That will be one of our core topics Mm. and we will be diving deep into that. And when you come and study NLP with us, do your prac level with us, the communication model and all of this, what we've talked about is one of the main topics that we deep dive into within NLP. There's so much to this body of work and we just love sharing these little snippets. Mm. And yeah, just on that too, there's very key foundations in NLP as a body of work and timeline therapy as a body of work. There are these key themes that if they were the only things that you practiced in your life, which if you come to the two-day event, we're going to give you 
literally how to have these become ongoing tools that you have in your life so that you do get to create the life the way you want it to be so that you do get to constantly clean off the lens through which you're viewing the world. You literally become your own little, you know, lens cloth to make sure that you are seeing your world through clean energy, clear intentions and with total congruency. And why would we want to do that? So that we can have the money we want, the relationships we want, be the parent that we want to, create the friendships that we want to. While we are stuck in story, limiting beliefs, patterns and programs that are not serving us, we are not living to our fullest capacity. What I love about NLP is it supports us and teaches us how to become masterful in ourselves Mm. and also teaches us how do we become masterful within ourselves. And this work, you know, if this was taught in schools, there would be less suicides, there would be less relationship breakdowns, there would be less anger, violence, and all of that. Mm. When we have a deeper understanding of the workings of our own mind and then we're able to transfer that over and get a deeper understanding of other people's minds just by listening to the language that they use, by watching their eye patterns, by seeing how, by listening to the words that they say, their tone, all of these things come together so that we can get in NLP, so that we can get a really deep understanding of other people, so that we have better relationships, so that we can get what it is that we desire, not from a place of manipulation, but from a place of because that's what we fucking deserve. Mm. One of my favorite expressions for NLP, NLP to me is like a first aid kit for the mind. Mm. Imagine if you treated a paper cut while it was still a paper cut. That's what NLP does for us. It helps us to clear these things up in our mind while they're still a paper cut before they turn into a full-blown story identity that ultimately is moving us away from you know what we want instead of towards what we do want. When we study timeline therapy, that cleans up all the past wounds, <laughs> yeah. the big deep ones, the scars, all of that. It gets cleaned up at the unconscious level so that the mind is clear, clean, and congruent. I think that's a perfect way to complete this episode. The takeaway question, how do I want this to be instead? What do I choose instead? Key question. If you go back out into your week this week and you notice some things are not how you want them to be, ask yourself that question. How do I want this to be instead? What do I choose this to be instead? And start moving into that new story. Create a new story. Yeah. And then you'll just have unicorns and moonbeams and rainbows in that beautiful illusion of yours and life will get a little bit more shiny. Yeah. If you're going to live in an illusion, live in an illusion. Say that seven times. (laughs) Live in an illusion that excites you, that is exciting and wonderful. And yeah, rainbows, lollipops and unicorns. Mm, if yeah. you're jam. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not really my jam. I'm not sure why it came out. And why not? We are creating everything in our lives. We create every single thing in our life. And why not create what we do want rather than what we do not want? Thank you so much for joining us. If you would like more information on our two-day event that we are running or our practitioner training that's coming up a bit later in the year as well you can find all of the information in our facebook group we are really excited to to have some of you come and do these with us come and join us in the co-creation and share more of this magic see you on the next episode Mwah.